Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there is no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Oh, grumpy. How are you this evening? Um, Better than Barry Trotz. <laughs> we are coming to you guys live um, after the Islanders lost in a very embarrassing fashion against the Seattle Kraken, three to nothing this evening. Man, oh man, yikes! That's all I've got to say about tonight's game. Uh, uninspiring, uh, lack of effort, um, a step slow, and a dollar late. I mean, we any way you want to describe it, any type of colloquialism you have, throw it out there because the Islanders were woeful tonight. Woeful. Um, I think you're being generous. Uh, it's probably one of the worst Islander games I've seen in quite a while. To be just thoroughly dominated by an expansion team, and not even a good expansion team, not Golden Knights expansion team. This is Seattle Kraken expansion team. They're bad. They're one of the worst teams in the league, and they dominate us from start to finish. Yes, it was. <laughs> no matter how you cut it, it was it was awful. And before we get too much into today's podcast, uh, this is a twice a week Islanders podcast that happens every Wednesday and Saturday at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And if you're new to the channel, number one, we invite you to subscribe to the Islanders Never Say Die YouTube page. We invite you to like on Facebook and follow on Twitter. Stick around a while. We go live again every Wednesday and th every Wednesday and Saturday. We also cover every Islander game live as long as it's not on a Thursday or Sunday. The only reason we don't go live on Thursdays and Sundays is because we have a secondary podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That is a podcast where we talk all things sports and we just shoot the shit. We have a good time. We talk about controversial items. We talk about items that are funny. You know, it's just it's more of a free wielding and loose conversation. You can find that in the link in the description below or you can find it and I'm pulling them up there for you who are watching on YouTube, you could find it there as a featured podcast on our YouTube page. Yes. Absolutely grumpy. Tonight, though, awful. Hideous by the Islanders, grumpy. I know we covered the game live. Uh, Jordan Eppley, <laughs> uh, first time back there with the Islanders, and the Islanders actually are a part of NHL history tonight. As shocking as that may sound, the Islanders are the first, or the Seattle Kraken have recorded their first ever franchise shutout. It just happens to come against the New York Islanders. Ikes. Yeah, not what you're looking for when you're going into the 
history books, shall we say. No. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yes. Um, uh, just a few housekeeping items. For anybody that was holding on to hope that the Islanders had a chance to make the playoffs, right? I originally came out there many podcasts ago, 11 games ago, I said they needed 16 out of a possible 22 points. We came away with 12 out of a possible 22 points. Number one, we're not, and that was, I said, the bare minimum. If you wanted to keep hope, you needed at least 16. We didn't hit the number, and guess what? After you watch tonight's loss, is there anybody out there that says, this team and the performance I saw tonight can compete with the Florida Panthers. It can compete with the Carolina Hurricanes. It can compete with the Washington Capitals. It can compete with, you know, name them, the Toronto Maple Leafs, any team that's a playoff caliber team. The answer to that question should be no. Even Butch Goring doesn't think they can compete for a playoff spot. But here's the thing. When have I been saying the playoffs have been weren't going to happen? Wasn't it November? When did I start saying it? It was obvious to me early. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're uh, again, we are not a player. Ahead of the curve. We are the curve. Yes, we are. Uh, grumpy. Grumpy old man was even ahead of me. Grumpy old man. If he is the curve, I'm slightly behind, tailing behind a grumpy old man. And maybe it's because I have exposure to you, Grumpy. Maybe if I didn't have exposure to you, I'd be behind the curve like everybody else. That's true. They would just like <laughs> okay. I'll tip my cap to you, Grumpy. I, yeah. I, but, I mean... You saw it coming, honestly, the last couple of years. You saw it coming, how we kind of fall apart at the stretch at the end of the year, saved by COVID two years ago. Shortened season saved us last year. We got a little bit lucky in the playoffs with goalie injuries and lack of performance. But we're just not that good a team, and we're old. And Butch was like, I don't know what the problems could be. You know, three years ago, they weren't playing like this. Well, here's the thing, because they were three years younger. The core of this team is over 30. Mm. Playing that grinding style doesn't work. I've said it here for how long have I been saying it? You said it for a while. I mean, like we, you've been saying it for a while, and you even said too tonight when we were during the live game, we said the Seattle Kraken style of play. And you know that, hey, they don't concede an inch on the ice. They fight for every loose puck. They're completely motivated. That was the same style of of hockey that the Islanders used to play two years ago. They didn't look really dominant ever. They kind of were always hanging on. They would frustrate teams. They would hit them with a counter punch. They'd score a goal and they'd get a second one and then maybe an empty netter. I mean, they were never a team that had a lot of offensive prowess. It's just not the style we play under Barry Trotz. Simple. Right. And Barry said in his post-game interview today, it was, well, you know, he thought the grinder lines, <sighs> grinder lines, the grinder lines were okay today, but it was their top lines that weren't good, their, their top players. And he was right. I mean, Matt Barzell today was terrible. It's Bad. maybe the worst game I've seen him play ever, perhaps. Uh, if not the worst ever, mighty close. Anders Lee, Josh Bailey, they were the same as they always are, honestly. No difference there. Uh, Brock Nelson was invisible, like he's been most of the season. Anthony Bavilia, I don't think we called his name once today, or Kyle Palmieri. And, you know, when that's the case, you're not going to have much success. I'm sorry. But the whole thing is, look at the age of these players, right? You got Barzell and Bavillier who are in their 20s, early to mid-20s. Everyone else is over 30 years old. Mm. They're all over 30. They're not getting any better. Blow it up. Start over. Kill it. Kill it. Dig down, 
scorched earth, get rid of everybody, start over. Um, yeah, here's what I think. I think Barry Trotz, and this is and this is one of those questions we'll be talking about the rest of the year. I think Barry Trotz is a very good coach. Do not disconstrue what I'm about to say is I don't think Barry Trotz is a good coach. You know nothing more than a Hall of Fame caliber coach. How can you know anything, TJ? You're just sitting there on your chair, and you think you're an armchair quarterback over here. You're an armchair general manager, an armchair head coach. That's you right. Know nothing. That's right. Yeah, but he, here's the thing. What I do know is Barry Trotz's heavy defensive stylistic system, it's not built for this team the way it's currently constituted. We have, and again, the system that Barry Trotz loves to play is fight for every inch, 100% maximum effort, game in, game out. That can work for a year, right? When you come in and you could say, these the, the league thinks you're a joke. They think you're a laughing stock. Take it personally, right? You can energize and motivate a group of people like under that, under those situations for a year. And, you know, even two years ago, right, we kind of started to see, all right, at times, you know, we struggled two seasons ago. When we made it the first time to the Eastern Conference Finals. We were out of the playoff pitchers at the end of the season, and we had to claw our way into a play-in play game in order to make the playoffs, right? We made the playoffs, so got to the Eastern Conference Finals, made people happy. Hey, we made, we're made. we headed in the right direction, Eastern Conference Finals. That's great. Last year, same thing. I mean, we're lucky that towards the tail end of the season, there was nobody close that could catch us. We had we had extended, you know, our lead by such a large margin that we were in good shape. We're lucky that the New York Rangers had terrible college Quinn as their head coach. I mean, I'm not saying they would have been as good as they are this year with a better coach last year, but they definitely would have competed for a playoff spot if they had Gerard Gallant last year as a head coach. I'll tell you that much. We fell off towards the tail end of last year. We're a team that's older, and we added more veterans to this roster, and you know we're not going to get better as players are entering their early and mid-30s. Those players are on the downside of their career. The biggest thing that we have to think of going forward is, is Barry Trotz and the system that he runs the answer for this team to win a Stanley Cup? It's not to make it to the playoffs. It's not to say, hey, we want to win around the play. We want to win a Stanley Cup. Is the team as currently constituted, are they good enough to win a Stanley Cup? And number two, is Barry Trotz the right coach for the characters we have on this team? Not saying he's not a good coach, but is he the right coach for us? It comes down to talent. We don't have the talent anymore. The talent these players had, and they, they've been talented players. As you get older, your talent wanes. As that happens, you should have younger guys to fill and take their spots. We don't even have that. That's what happens when you're all in all the time. And I was against making those deals at the deadline, giving away first-round draft picks. Why? Because I didn't think we were close enough to win a Stanley Cup. Just didn't. And I was proven right in the long run. Other teams just better than we are. And, uh, you know, it's a shame because these are all good guys. I mean, we're not putting the guys down, but every dog has his day. And it's over for this team. It just is. You've and, always mentioned – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I said, you have always mentioned that they need to have a come to Jesus moment. They need to talk with Barry, say, we like your system. We think you're a good coach, but we are looking to start integrating a little bit more of the younger guys like our key for Bellows. We're looking to play Oliver Wallstrom in a larger role. So maybe he can help provide some scoring touch for us. We're looking to get some of those younger guys integrated in. Are you willing to do that? Do you think ownership general manager are willing to step in, have that conversation? And let's just, cause I mean, we're not making the playoffs, right? I, I don't care, you know. Someone could go ahead and wish on a miracle. We're not, we're not making the playoffs right now. Simple as that. 
I found it interesting that Butch, after today's game, said he wondered how many of these players are going to be back when they come back from the break. And I have to think, you know, as starters, this is the lineup that Barry, this is Barry's optimum lineup today. Yes. This is what he wants to roll out with every game. He's got everybody he wants in there. I'm going to say it again. When Lambert was coaching and he played the younger players, forced to or not, we were a better team and we looked better. Our game was better. We playing all these veterans, Barry's guys, and we just go in the tank. There's nothing wrong with sitting veterans and playing the young guys. Nothing. What's the worst thing you could do? Motivate the older players to play better? Isn't that what you want? So, and here, here's the thing, too. Uh, you're never going to see the lineup change because I did hear the question they asked in the postgame. The reason we waited a while to jump on because I wanted to hear the postgame. If Barry seemed pissed, he was fuming. Yeah, we just got embarrassed by a bad expansion team at home home we have what is it now we're we're completely i think 500 at home or here's the thing i myself i think we're below 500 i count overtime losses as a loss for whatever reason people don't like to when they say are we 500 overtime loss is a loss in my book okay we are we are below 500 at home we're nine ten and three at home okay so yeah no matter how you cut it we're we're below 500 at home so, uh, you know, and we we lose in a very unconvincing fashion. We, Crumpy, did you see the end stats? We only managed 19. We were outshot 31 to 19 by the Seattle Kraken at home. We did have eight in the third period, though. <laughs> they had 11. <laughs> and by, as, after we gave up that second goal, that was it. We just quit. Why don't you give it the first goal? The game was over. I mean, we put forth yeah. that. But after the second goal, we just, yeah, you're right. We pitched the tents up and said we're done. Yeah. And Matt Barzell was terrible today. I'm telling you what, they are having a problem with him right now. I'm t I don't know what it is, but there's trouble on the Matt Barzell front. You can just tell. He's said it for, what have I said it for about two weeks now? Right? Just seems distant, disinterested, frustrated. Yeah, for certain. I, I was about to say. I mean, he, he definitely does seem frustrated. He seems like, yep, this is. Not happy. You know what I mean? You, you're willing sometimes to put up with a system that you might not be a fan of. Forwards don't like, just generally speaking, they don't like playing defense. They'd rather put the puck in the net. They'd rather be more offensive-minded. And when you're on a team, when you have very, very low offensive possession, you know, you're you're saddled with two line mates, Josh Bailey and Anders Lee, who were not first-line players on any other team in the NHL, you think to yourself, I'm saddled with poor line mates. I, you know, I get Leo Komarov all year last year. All we play is defense, and we're not even winning games. I could see how he's extremely frustrated. He's not maximizing his abilities. You can live with that if you're winning, but when you're losing and he wants you to be a grinder, and like I said, and he was terrible today. No, no doubt about it. Turn the puck over, I think, three times trying to navigate the blue line. Can't do that. Can't do it. Yeah, he had a lot of bad turnovers for certain. Um, let me ask you this. And uh, well, we've had this question asked earlier. Do you think Barry Trotz is starting to lose the room? Because let's let's be honest, tonight we were outworked for every single loose puck. And I think because Seattle, right? They've they're just they've had this new style here. They've got the hey fight for every loose puck. They've been playing a few close games. And again, I think they're more motivated than us right now. We were beat, I want to say to <laughs> what would you say? 70, 80% of all loose pucks tonight. We were just outworked and we were out hustled. That's been the thing that our team has gotten by on 
since Barry Trotz has been here is the work ethic, the hustle, not giving up an easy inch on the ice. We were beaten at every single one of those facets tonight. The Seattle Kraken played the game like we played it the last couple of years. It was striking to me. I even said it on the live stream. I'm like, they're playing like we used to play. And why do teams play like that? Because their talent isn't good enough. That's why you play. That's that's why you ever see teams in the league like Calgary or the Kings or whoever, teams that are or Anaheim, teams that are not really good. You add some structure to their lineup, and all of a sudden, bam, now the talent's able to take off because they're playing with more structure. If you saw Ottawa have more structure to their game, they'd be much better as well. When the structure game is failing, that has always worked for you in the past, and your players are a step or two slow, it's time to get new players. Mm. The problem we have, the the problem we have, we have so many guys on long-term deals who are in their 30s. They're tough to move. Yep, they're unbelievably tough to move. And when you look at guys like that, do you think Anders Lee is going to be getting better over the next five years of his contract? Do you think that, or is it four? Is it five? Maybe it's five. Holy shit. It's too many to care. It's too, I was about to say, I lose track because it's too many to care. Right. It just seems like a, it seems like an ever growing number. I mean, Josh Bailey, do you think he's improving over the next two seasons? Kyle Palmieri, do you think he's improving over the next four seasons? Do you think that Jean Gabriel Pajot, albeit this is, I thought, one of the better games I've seen out of Jean Gabriel Pajot this year, do you think at 29 years old, he's going to be continuing to improve over the next three years as he's entering his 30s? Probably not. You think Brock Nelson? is going to be improving when he's 31, 32, 33 years old. Probably not. Players are at their best between the ages of 26 and 29. And it's shown historically. You know, you can you can cross out the generational talents. Yes. Of that we don't have any who are in that category. Guys who hit their 30s, it's a precipitous drop. It's like brown, like right down. It's like a log flume <laughs> splash into the water of ineptitude. That's where we are with this team right now. Kyle Palmer, right? Who who's looked good out there that this year? Really, Zach Parise's looked pretty good. Yeah, right. And what does he do? He hustles, so that's good for him. But he's a super talented player. He was when he was younger, really talented. Do we have any of those guys on this team? Matt Barzell, maybe, but it seems like he's given up for the most part. The struggle is, I mean, it's unilateral across all, all players right now. And to say that they aren't frustrated, I'm sure all of them are frustrated. And I know that Matt Barzal is even more frustrated. I want to talk to you now. And it's funny, right? We had said when this happened on Sunday evening and even Monday, I said, holy shit, this is going to be a huge story. Barry Trotz had in a post-game interview happened to speak about Oliver Wallstrom. And he spoke. Uh, to a question that Andrew Gross asked. Now, I made a tweet about it on, or I made a, a post about it on Twitter, and it picked up some traction. I wanted to show it here on the podcast, um, and I wanted to get your reaction. Like, again, because this, the team has struggled this year. There's no doubt about it. Grump, I want to go ahead and get your reaction to listening to Barry Trotz's post-game comment, talking about Oliver Wallstrom. We've always said, what does this team desperately need? They the goaltending, yeah, you let in a few weekies today. You know what? The issue is not the goaltending. The issue isn't the issue isn't always the defense. It's not being able to score. We are one of the worst teams when it comes to putting the puck in the net. In the end, that is the biggest room where we have a chance to improve on. But also defense. Our team defense, namely our forwards, are not staying back 
they're not able to get back to cover for the aged defenseman. I mean, that's that's the biggest issue is we cannot play the Barry Trot style because we're not playing defense as a unit. That's the biggest issue. Mm, absolutely. I'm going to let you listen to this, Grumpy, and get your reaction. So this was... Oh, come on. Am I about to have a want, want moment, Grumpy? I apologize if I do. Oh, man. Let me try to go ahead and reload this page. But he's asking a question. I'll paint the picture before it comes up. He's asking a question regarding... Right now. But, um, leaving the other side, but they, they know that they, uh, they're, they, they're leaving here feeling like they stole it, I think. This is after the Minnesota Wild game. Yeah, I, I know you have your, your six-on-five unit, but... Um... Do you want a shot like Wallstrom's out there in the final minute, or do you worry about blue line containment a little bit? Do I want who? Uh, Wallstrom. Uh, he's got a good shot. He's on the six-on-five unit most most nights, yeah. I, I don't understand the question. <laughs> really? <laughs> you what about tonight? Why wasn't he on tonight's six-on-five, Barry? <laughs> That's the question I asked. What do you oh. mean, Wallstrom? Who? Wallstrom. This, this is uh, it's, hold on, it continues, it continues. But look at him when he first asked a question. He had to ask him, like, what question are you asking? And here's the thing. We gave applause to Andrew Gross because he was one of the first members of the Islanders media cartel to finally ask Barry Trotz a tough question. We've always been asking in big situations, okay, why is Oliver Washington a guy who could score? Not going to be playing on a six on five. Why in shootout is he taking the ninth attempt after guys like Zach Parise and Noah Dobson and every, I mean, players who are not known for a good shot. Why is he all the way at number nine? Like, why, uh, why is that the case? Right. And we always wonder what's going on and how dare anybody question Perry Trotz. But I'll let you continue listening because it gets a little, it gets a little feisty. It gets a little heated here. He just peered at him incredulously. Yes, like how the hell could you even ask? That? He's on the six on five. I know he wasn't out there tonight, but he's on the line, man. What, what Why are you, are you questioning me? I won a Stanley Cup. What do you know? I know Matt Barzal's on the power play. I know he didn't play at all on the second power play we had today, but he's on the power play unit. And do we you know, would be like a response like of that nature. Is this this also has that clip where they had where he said if you were going to take a bet to Vegas on something? Remember? No, I don't remember that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you. It. I'll let you continue listening. Okay. Well, no, I, I just noticed he, he wasn't on the ice after after he scored the goal with four minutes left. No, no. Yeah, no, we had we had one uh, one unit that we were trying to do some things with. I thought they did a really good job, and they, they could have scored. So, no, it it moves around. It moves around all the time. He's on definitely on one of the six-on-five units. Um, Hold on, how many six-on-five six units does he have? Ten. I mean, <laughs> how many six-on-five units do you have, Barry? He's got 10 of them, Grumpy. You got 12 freaking skaters and six <laughs> defensemen. How many six-on-five units do you have? That's like, oh, you got 45 of them? I mean, In what the hell are you talking runs, about? He runs 17 different combinations. Why didn't he play? And, why didn't he play on today's six-on-five? Why not, Barry? Okay. After scoring a goal. Get back to it. We just felt that there were some other guys are maybe going a little bit better. Obviously, he scored the goal, uh, you know, diving in, but that that goal was created by shot and net traffic and and loose pucks. So, you know, yeah, he's on on the six on five unit. So, do you like even when he tries, even when he talks about the goal he scores, he belittles the goal that Oliver Wallstrom scored. 
yeah, I know, you know, it, it was a shot. It was created by somebody else and a rebound popped out. and He just got a lucky assist. Yeah, just exactly like Brock Nelson's goal that night and just exactly like every single freaking goal that Anders Lee has ever freaking scored. Just like every single one of those goals, right? Uh, it just kind of bounced out. It was created by somebody else. Yeah, I know he put it in. I, I just but, you know, it was a lucky bounce his way. Well, you got a goal offer, Washington. <laughs> Don't I, let it get to your head. You're a third liner. I just want to say something. When you're the lowest scoring team in the NHL, you can't look any goals down in the mouth, Barry. Yep, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You when don't you're look a gift goals. goal in the mouth. You don't look a gift goal in the mouth, Barry. Jesus, Barry. Well, I don't really understand your your question. Kevin Kersia. I don't really understand your question. No follow-up either. No follow-up. No. Nope. Right somebody else. Yeah, we got to make I'm sure we protect Barry. I'll be honest, if that wasn't Andrew, if, if somebody else, let's assume like some young up and coming, let's say the grumpy old man and I started up a, we started up a beat right here, or we started up a little bit of an Islanders, right? We somehow caught a pass into this. Could you imagine if we asked a question like that, we would have our pass removed. They'd say, hey, yeah, you're not allowed to ask questions like that. Hey, if it wasn't Andrew Gross, I mean, he had to be careful. He might've been putting time out. You might have said you're not allowed to ask any more questions for the next three post-game interviews, Andrew Groves. How dare you ask Barry Trotz even a, a tough question, a possible tough question. How dare you? The first question I'd ask Barry is, Barry, why do the younger players play better under Lane Lambert than they do under you? And I want to see what his answer is. What? What? No, no, his eyebrows. Be like, his eyebrows be moving and shaking all over the place. Uh, you know, I you know, I disagree a little bit on that. Here's the thing. <sighs> I, I could not believe he belittled, and we talked about this. Do you remember when he talked shit about Kiefer Bellows oh, after yeah. his game, after he was playing the right wing? He's like, "What do you think of what do you think of Kiefer Bellows on the first line?" Oh, I saw no <laughs> chemistry from them at all. What no, no, no. I love the scup. <laughs> I didn't think much of it. I mean, what did you think of it out there? They didn't really. He started shitting all over Kiefer Bellows, and he remembered. He's like, "Holy shit! Hold on a second. I'm in the post game interview." Um, I can't I can't be talking like I am talking to Lane Lambert and I can't be talking like I am to other coaches on the staff. Uh, this actually goes out to the public. Uh, oh, you know, I kind of set him up for failure a little bit. I played him at right wing. Uh, you know, it's the first time he's ever played right wing in his entire career in juniors college. Um, and uh, AHL, NHL. I know he didn't say that. I'm just opining a little longer. And then he played him, you know, on the right wing three out of the last four games he played. We'll never see Kiefer Bellis ever again. Guess what? We're also never going to see Robin Sallow ever again, guys, because time for Big Z and Andy Andy Green. Until the season, until they admit the season's at the point of no return, we're not going to see Bellows. We're not going to see Sallow. There was also a part where earlier, I believe it was earlier in this particular um, uh, post-game interview, where he mentioned about, you know, how well they played against Minnesota. And, yes. you know, if you were going to take the Vegas, you know, those would be the type of games that you'd want to cash in for, how well we played. And I said, actually, what I would have said was, actually, if I was looking to make money from Vegas, I would bet against the Islanders anytime you play a team with a winning record because then I'd really clean up. <laughs> how about going against a playoff team where you're 2-13-3? I guess if I bet against you, I'd really be making some bank. Right, Barry? Do you bet against your team? You should. <laughs> Holy shit. I tell you. Do you also like how do you also like how in the post game today he said, Oh yeah, I'm gonna be definitely considering who's starting. I mean, yeah, after a game like that, I'm gonna be pissed off. I'm not gonna be happy at all over this break. You know, I'm definitely gonna think about, you know, I'm gonna have to do a hard think and a hard thought process of who should be in the game, who should be playing. 
uh, does anybody really think that we're going to see any moving and shaking on the roster in the lineup? The answer to that question should be no. This is the same exact lineup we saw opening night, except add Casey Zizekas. That's it. And this is the lineup that he wants to roll out here every single night. Simple That's what I was going to say. This is this was his lineup today. This is the this the best lineup that Barry Trotz thinks he can put out there today. This is it. And we got shit canned by an, a bad, bad expansion team. Destroyed by a bad expansion team. And this is this is the lineup that you want. This is your premium lineup. Uh, Grumpy, I've got something funny. We talked about how's the, how's the, uh, how as the Islander season continues to slip out of grasp and out of you know any chance of them winning or making the playoffs, um, we're going to have a lot more gallows humor on the show. Remember how we said that? Um, Without a doubt. I've got to thank. I've got to thank here. Um, I think it was. Oh, I think it was Nick D. I've got to thank him. Now he sent me a little video clip. You know how a lot of players, when you know they're in the NHL and and they're professional sports, they have a highlight reel. And they talk about all the great, and they highlight all the great performances that a player has done and how fantastic he is. Do you know how that usually is the case? Yes, I do. Well, I've got a little bit of something different, Grumpy. I've got Josh Bailey's highlight reel. It's only 54 seconds long, but I want you to take a quick look, just as you know, just to add a little bit of happiness, right? Hey, man, it's raining. It's pouring right now. We just lost the Seattle Kraken. Let's feed the fuel machine a little more. And I know this, Grumpy, I know you're wearing your Hey, Josh Bailey shirt. So I'm going to go ahead and put a little extra fuel in the fire. I'm going to put some kerosene on this. I want you to watch the highlights from Josh Bailey. Uh, and just, just look at this. Oh, man. Look at that. Look at this. We're seeing all the highlights, the magnificent highlights here from Josh Bailey, Grumpy. Look at him. Uh, <laughs> shoot the puck, you piece of shit. <laughs> I, every time I, I forgot, I'm like, shoot it. Shoot Jesus it. Jesus Christ. You won't shoot the puck. Here he is. Doop, 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 doop. Oh, man. I tell you. Buh. Oh, God almighty. The Josh Bailey's fantastic highlight reel. Oh, anytime you need a good little chuckle, you could just put this one on. Oh, God almighty. I tell you, you talk about guys who, you know, if you could find a way to get rid of them, this is one of them. My God. And there's a lot of players like that. We need to either have a serious system change or a serious retooling. A system change isn't going to work anymore. System change is over. You need new players. Forget about a system change. You think these guys could keep up with a fast skating? I told you earlier, you have to go down to the dumb, everybody play defense mode when you're not a good team, when you don't have talent. It's not like you can all of a sudden develop talent from a slowed down defensive structured team. It's not like you're going to automatically become better and become Gretzky and Mario and uh, Trottier and Bossy and Gillies out there. That's just not happening. Oh, Ariel, I, I got to flip through the comments, man. I tell you, we've got a lot of comments and Grumpy and I, we we came up and Grumpy's like, please, let's make this one not a two hour or three hour long podcast as we just got in. Sorry, Ariel. Well, I'll read I'll, I'll read them fast, though. I'm a oh, good reader. Grumpy, Grumpy. Okay. There's a lot. But I, I do want to show you this was the one from the most recent game against the Ottawa Senators. I believe this is his press conference. Yeah, I, I know you have your, your six on five unit. Oh, but, no, uh, no, no. You already heard you that one. Okay, never mind. We already heard that one. Um, but uh, yes, but Grumpy Old he Man. Ripped, he ripped Wallstrom again after the Ottawa game. I don't think he did. 
I, I haven't seen I haven't seen the video. I think it was just from Minnesota. I think it was just from that Minnesota game. But he did rip him. Um, nonetheless, <sighs> not being a grinder, I thought he said. See, see, no, season's over. Right, simple yeah. as that. Um, you know, there should be no reason why anybody's talking about. Hey, we're winning games. This is a good thing. We should want to tank now, right? We're past the point of no return. Maybe if you know uh, Malkin Ledecky could go ahead and throw a little clause in. Hey, Barry Trotz, we'll give you an extra ten thousand dollars for every loss you have. Kind of like Brian Flores got offered. Maybe we'll be happier by the end of the season. I, you know, I, I think that. Or... Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I. You know. Brian Flores says he was offered that, and I believe he was, but I guarantee you there's no paper trail on that. I, I bet you're right. I think that was one of those, I like, I think that was when they that. say they speak to him and say, hey, we'll offer you something. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee you they're not going to be caught having it out down on paper. I love Brian Flores. I really do. I, I mean, if he if he tells me something, I believe it, honestly. Um, that's He's just a stand-up guy. I remember him from New England. He's a stand-up guy. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Uncle Fester was mad, grumpy old man. I tell you, um, let me ask you this. We've got the NHL All-Star break. Um, by the way, for the remainder of the season, we're going to have a, more guests on the show, too, because there are more philosophical discussions. There's not too much to opine on. We're continually getting dogged by bad teams. It's not like we're in the, in the heat of a playoff race or a playoff fight. We're duking it out. We won't be in that situation. So, you know, to make sure that we're giving and still providing good quality content for you guys, we're going to make sure we have other opinions and we're going to discuss more philosophical items and more going forward in the future. I think that's kind of what we'll, we'll look towards as the season continues to slip through the Islanders' hands. Just so, hey, people don't tune out. You understand what we're going to be doing. As long as those opinions, if they're different from mine, why even bother bringing them on? That means I like wrong. I like bringing on different opinions than you, Grumpy. It means it they're wrong. It means they're Thanks wrong. For a good show, here's, here's, here's what I want to say. I want to see all these people who you've brought on the past, all your little buddies, your little glad-hander Islander types, who everything's great. Oh, we just need a tweak here, a tweak there. Let's see what they say when we go on a 10, 15 game losing streak. Oh, we're not going to go Let's, on a 10 or really. Have you seen the teams we play? We can't even beat the Kraken. You think how many games do you think we're realistically going to win out of the next five? You got Vancouver, Edmonton, uh, Calgary, Buffalo, and another really good team on the back shot. Maybe one, maybe one against Buffalo. Maybe. Maybe one That's it. Buffalo. We're losing every single game on that Western Canada trip. Every single game, we're going to get beat on that. Here's Every the one. Here, it's good to remember. And we were always taught this when we played. You're never as good as you think. And you're never as bad as you think. You're always. Well, we are, believe me, this team is as bad as I think it is. We're okay. We're better than. I know we lost to the Kraken today. We're a better team than the Kraken. Right? Really? Yes. Did, they, did you see that tonight on the ice? I didn't see that tonight on the ice. Okay. So the answer is no. They beat us. They're better than we are. They were tonight. That is true. We haven't beaten a team with a winning record, what, since December? I couldn't tell you. Oh, Boston, Boston, I think, is the last team. We're going to yeah. lose to Boston, guaranteed. My goodness gracious. Um, Grandpa, before we start kind of diving into a few of these comments, I want to ask what additionally your thoughts are at this time period. Because you were ahead of the curve. You were the curve, right? You have been opining since yeah. even this offseason, right, that the team was not good enough as currently constituted. We would not be able to make the playoffs. And here we are. I know you probably feel vindicated, unhappily so. I mean, we've talked about it before. We don't ever root for our team to struggle, but no. we all saw this coming. I thought we had about a year or two more. 
Grumpy was saying the no. time of reckoning is now. I thought we yep. had a little bit more time with the way the team was currently constituted, but the time of reckoning is now. Right. And I, I knew it was. You could see how we were playing, how our plays deteriorated over the last couple of years. You could see it. I mean, and this year, right in, right in preseason, you could tell we had no jump. And it's because everyone is just older. Here's the thing. You're right. I do not, I do not like the fact that I was right. It's not my fault that I'm right. But I could see it coming from a mile away, a mile away. And so how do you how do you save the situation, right? How do you rectify the situation when you have nothing in the minor leagues? I mean nothing. Atuatu is the most he is the he is he is the the one guy you're like, okay, maybe he could be ready in two years. Right. Under trots, maybe he'll be ready in seven years. He's not the savior of the franchise, though. That's true. He can he can potentially be a top six forward. Okay. He's not a surefire first line forward. He's just not. But yes, he's the one guy, and he's at least two, at least two years away. Still has never played North American style hockey. He's only what 18, 19, maybe. I mean, he's not ready. Look at the guy, Holmstrom. He's Josh Bailey 2.0. He's not going to. He's not going to solve your problems going forward. There's no one who's ready to step into this lineup. So oh. how do you rectify it? You have to move veterans for draft picks. The only way. Embrace the suck. And here's the thing. If you, I think if you, this is the big part, right? We have seen so many rebuilds crumble, and so many rebuilds falter to where. We feel that if we commit to another rebuild, even if it's a shortened rebuild, that it's going to bring it's going to be a harbinger for the for the miss uh, the miss success or the struggles that we've had in the past. If you have the right person in charge in selecting the players in your draft classes, you actually have a chance to be successful through the rebuild. If you go and have these draft picks and you miss on every one of them, you're in trouble. We have pieces to build around, right? You have guys like Matt Barzal. You have guys like Ilya Sorokin. You have guys like Noah Dobson. You have guys like Oliver Wallstrom. Number one, we don't utilize those players to the best of their ability. And you know, that's kind of one of the things that's always driven me nuts about trots. But you have people that you can build around. The few. Yeah, and those are, those are big pieces, right? Matt Barzal is a big piece. Oliver Wallstrom can be a big piece. Noah Dobson can be a big piece. Ilya Sorokin can be a big piece. Right, but there are just a few of them with nobody behind you. Nobody. And here's the thing. If you think that, well, with a little, you know, a little retool here or there, okay, I'm going to tell you again, unless you jettison some of our top six forwards who are available, who have long-term deals in their 30s, there's no place for them to play. Or unless you move them down where you play them more limited minutes. And you throw other people into the situation. I mean, here's the thing, right? I get it. Oliver Wallstrom's not paid as much as Josh Bailey or Kyle Palmieri. But is what anybody seeing on the ice from Kyle Palmieri and Josh Bailey? Does that justify what we've seen on the ice? Does that justify them playing first and second line minutes and Oliver Wallstrom being the odd man out? The I mean, Oliver Wallstrom has more goals than every single other right winger on our team put together. He's got more goals than Cal Clutterbuck, Josh Bailey, and Kyle Palmieri put together. One right winger who plays on the third line. And it's healthy scratch sometime because, well, he's not enough of a grinder. He's not doing enough of the little things. He's not playing a full 200-foot game. Our sniper, 
who we bring in to be an offensive playmaker and to put the puck in the net, well, he doesn't play enough defense for my liking. Yeah, if you haven't noticed, our goals against are actually pretty good in the NHL. You look at average per game, what we're top five in the NHL in goals against, we're bottom three in scoring per game. That's the issue. It's not like we could say no, we're oh, the worst yeah. team. We're right the now. worst team score. We have the least amount of goals in the NHL. No, per game, per game, Grumpy. We're bottom three in the NHL. I, we've played, we've got a lot of games in hand, so it's per game. So we don't say, oh, we're 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 fifth right now in goals against giving up every game. Well, let's go ahead and move us up to number one. That's going to fix our problem. No, moving from the third worst team in goals scored a game into maybe, let's say, 15th or 16th worst, that's what's going to move the needle in the right direction. It's scoring more goals. It's about being more offensive-minded. The system, as currently constituted, is not working right now. I'm not saying this system is not a good system. Just for how the team is constructed, it's not going to allow for us to be successful. You're not going to score any more goals with this unit. You're just not. We're not good enough. I keep saying that. We're not good enough, and we're not getting better. And if you want to try a retool, guess what? You're just prolonging the agony because there's not enough that you can get rid of off of this team to bring in a couple of pieces to maybe improve you. It's not going to happen, certainly not under Barry Trotz, because he's not going to want players who will produce offense. Well, I think under Barry Trotz is the key point. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying under Trotz, it's not going to. But, Grumpy, before we start jumping into the, the comments here, we have an ad to read from DraftKings. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets. If your team wins, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning that you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers have a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THBN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. You must be 21 years or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full for full requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void were prohibited. Um, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text TN Redline, which is 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call uh, 888-888. 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat and New York call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, which is 467-369, grumpy old man. Okay. I hate all those damn numbers. Don't yeah, gamble. Don't gamble. If you have a problem. Don't gamble. <laughs> have a problem. But here's the thing. If you have a problem, are you willing to admit it? And if you're not, well, I guess the numbers don't mean, mean much, but you know, if you're gambling the house money away, call one of those numbers. Yes, absolutely. Greg Frost saying, Trotz seemed to blame the player, which is basically true, but he needs to take a look at himself. Um, I thought it was fair for him to blame the whole team tonight, not himself. Yes. I, at some point in time. wasn't there, but right, where's the, the fish rots from the head? The fish rots from the head coach. You love that saying. I know you do. Fish rocks from the head, man. That I understand. 
And the fact that we come out flat to start games, I didn't like the fact we quit in the third period. I can say I've never seen us quit before under Barry Trotz. We quit today at the end. I thought that was really obvious. I mean, Seattle just turned it up. After that second goal, it was like, eh, we know we're not coming back. No shot. Mm. Bench, I- I'm going to tell you again, start benching some of the veterans. Yep. Bench them for the younger players. Let them sit for a week or two. Watch the hunger they come back with. Yep. That's how you make them play harder. I'm not secured a spot. My livelihood and my job that I get paid millions of dollars a year to do is no longer secure. Give them the Andrew Ladd treatment. Let them ride the bus. Um, get an injury, we're putting you on long-term injury. State of Survival said, is this true? Palmieri equals Andrew Ladd 2.0. No, that's no. Anders Lee. Anders Lee is AL 2.0. Average Anders Lee. Anthony R. said, bye-bye, Barzal. Yeah, he looks unhappy. Just Ariel unhappy. Ariel C says the Islander fans that believed we were winning the cup this year have to be or have to have to be on a Xanax drip right now tonight. Drip. Is that they, what that is? Yeah, they need to be tranked. Here's uh, the thing. Joe C I, said Marzal is a 70 point player on a team with speed. On a team with speed, he's an 80 or 90 point. I see. I'm gonna player. say he's a hundred point player on a team with speed. The guy is fantastic. The guy is not designed to play a grinded out 200 foot game. The guy's meant to play what modern NHL is, where you run up and down the ice, you score, and you win games four to two. That's how he's designed. He's not designed to play games that are one nothing, two nothing grinded outs. He's an offensive player. He's a number one center. His job is to score goals and create goals. It's not to grind in corners. No one can hide their deficiencies anymore, says Matthew S. Anthony nope. R. says, yes, Barry has lost a room, no doubt. Uh, Ariel C. said, it's not even a lack of effort. It's a lack of talent, skill we have in a bunch, of healthy scratches playing top six minutes. It's pathetic. That's right. It's the truth. Wookie Betzer says, the goaltending this year has been the biggest difference. No, it's not the goaltending. It's the, it's the whole structure competition, of the defense. The competition, too. Look at right. Uh, Varlamov set the record, franchise record, in a shortened season for the most shutouts in the history of a or in a year over, for an Islanders goalie. We're not playing the Devils eight times this year, and we're not playing. I mean, think about the teams in Buffalo. Buffalo. We're not playing Buffalo eight times. We, we were pretty dominant against the Rangers last year. The Rangers were bad, so I mean, like we're not playing the you know the cellar dwellers eight times <laughs> this year. Um, Ariel C said, "Oh yeah, for the fans saying we should try to get Everly back." Uh, it's uh, and it's like, uh, come on, guys, let's shoot for something higher. Uh, we tried and it didn't work. We don't bring anyone in. Trade off what you have. That's what we need to do. I'll let you listen. I'll let you read this, Grumpy, and I'll be right back. Uh, again? Yes. Is Grumpy Old Man a prophet? Sure looks like it. Maybe it's time King Trots drops the royal arrogance and listens to the prophet. Exactly. I mean, it's so obvious. It's as, uh, as plain as the nose on your face, using an old saying, what the issue is. Lack of talent. Team is not long. They're not spry enough the majority of the team to play the Barry Trot style anymore. And it's not like, you know, TJ says, well, let's go to play more offense. It doesn't matter if you play more offense. We'd hemorrhage goals. We're not good enough. Until we start getting rid of players with long-term deals, Palmieri, Lee, Nelson, Bavillier, Bailey, Pajot, 
Those guys need to go. The whole fourth line can go. Until you start moving those players out, you can't bring anyone in. It's not just as simple as dropping Anders Lee down to the third line or dropping uh, Kyle Palmieri down to the fourth line. They make too much money. You need to get them off your books because the players that you have to bring in to make the team better offensively are going to make more money than those guys make, and you have to lose salary somewhere. Okay. Those are the guys you need to dump. I have a problem with what you said about my statement. I don't think we just say, hey, let's just play more offense. That's going to fix our problem. No. Grumpy. <laughs> exactly not, what you said. It's not as simple. No, the problem's it's not, not defense. It's offense. The problem is offense. We have guys on this team and roster that can provide more of a scoring touch. I'm not saying you have to completely deviate from the system. I'm saying you have to make alterations, right? I'm not saying, okay, we're playing full on defense. Now we just got to play full offense and we got to go ahead and win games 19 to 3 or 19 to 16. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we have to find a happy median. That's what needs to happen. We have to say, okay, you know, we're never going to be a team that's scoring three goals a game like the Edmonton Oilers are. But instead of us scoring 2.1, we need to find a way to get to 2.6. And by doing that, right, we're going to put Oliver Wallstrom on the first line. Instead of playing him 12 minutes a night, we're going to play him 16 or 17 minutes a night. And guess what? Instead of playing guys like, uh, I don't know, I mean, Zach Parisi could throw him on the right wing. Instead of playing guys like Josh Bailey, we're going to throw Kiefer Bellows in the lineup, right? We're going to put him back in a top-line situation or top-six role, right? We're going to get the guys motivated by affecting their ice time. We're going to get the veterans who have performed in the past who are not performing now. The best way to motivate them is by directly affecting their ice time. If they don't come out and show a resurgence and show better play after having their ice time cut, guess what? They need to go. Okay. Here's the Here's the problem. We're too old and slow. I, I don't care what you do. It's, you're just moving the deck chairs on the Titanic. It doesn't matter. The ship is still going down. Okay, so maybe we'll have our first line, Barzell, uh, Bellows, and Wallstrom. Great. You have, still have all these other deadwood contracts and players on your team who are not able to produce because they cannot any longer. They're too old and slow. We get exposed because we have no team speed. None. Teams walk around us. I mean, Adam Pellick gets walked around. How many players on this team would you consider to have above average speed? Defensively, one guy. One, yeah. Offensively, two. two guys. That's it on your whole team. That's it. Everyone else is average to below average. I'd say Jean-Gabriel Pajot is slightly above average. Not this year. He's not been. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say uh, for the track, right? Okay, We've seen this year, probably average. But guess I'll what? I'll give you Zach Parise. And does he look fast because he is fast or because he's skating with a bunch of these dinosaurs out there? That's a good question. That's a good question. For certain it is. Joe Francis saying, Shane Wright, Shane Wright. Matthew was saying, uh, as I'll keep saying, you can't lose games. Um, it will be uh, unexciting to watch late in the season. Yep. Well, here's the thing. We don't play an exciting brand of hockey under Barry Trotz, and we lose games. Quickest way not to have a full arena. Quickest way to lose interest from the fan base. It's as simple as that. Double says here, um, Anders Lee scores uh, <laughs> if he's at least three foot from the net. Uh, every LC says, I said retool, but I'm starting to side with Grumpy. There's no hope. We need a rebuild. Just don't know if we have the proper staff for a good one. It could be 10 years before we even sniff the playoffs, let alone a cup. I'm it won't that. be 10 years. It won't be 10 years. But here's the thing. If you do the, the rebuild Rangers, right, you could be there in three years, two, three years. Tops. The Rangers 
the Rangers rebuilt their team in three years. You remember, Oliver Washington's going to continue to grow. Matt Barzal is what he is, but if he's playing with a system that maximizes his ability, he'll look better on the ice. You have got no adoption, right? If you if you play a system that's more tailor made to his his abilities, you're going to see him increase. Yeah, he has to cover for Zdeno Ochara all night long. Yes. Um, Mookie Betzer's there saying, uh, I'm not sold on Bellows to the extent that Grumps is. Palmieri is looking like Andrews or Andrew Ladd 2.0. And with the old team playing every other night, uh, they need some rest, guys. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Player personnel decisions are one of the one of the items I think that is the weakest point for Barry Trotz. He is unbelievably weak in that area. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that uh, Kiefer Bellows is the be-all, end-all. But what I'm saying is, I want to find out if he can be part of the solution going forward. Can he be part of the solution? Because the old guys, every single guy who's 30 years and older, is not going to be part of the solution here. And to Ariel's quote earlier, you can rebuild a team in three to four years, but you have to really commit to it. Just commit to the youth. And when the, the youth is, struggles, they're going to struggle, but you could still, you at least are still there improving, right? Like Atu Ratu in two, three years, right? He'll be 20, 21. I mean, like in two years, what? He'll be 20, 21 years old. Three years, he'll be 22 years old. He's going to make mistakes. He's not going to look perfect, but he's going to show signs and he's going to look ideally, right? He's going to look like, hey, I'm getting ready to be a top six forward. Not there yet, but I'm getting close. The more experience I get, the closer I get, right? You've got to commit to those guys. Just like Oliver Wallstrom is ready to be a top six guy, ready to keep improving. But we still say, no, you're a third liner. And you're going to have to live with their mistakes. Yep. I always find it kind of Same funny. With Dobson. Where, Same way with Dobson. Right. And I always find it kind of funny when Lou and Barry both say, well, you know, we don't want to be teaching guys how to play at the NHL level. Why would you not? That's where the best coaches are. Why don't you want to expose your younger players to the best coaches in the organization? I just think that's kind of dumb myself, particularly if you're going for rebuild. Mm-hmm. The, whole, the whole problem we have with rebuild, where it's probably going to take more than three years, is we have nobody in the minors ready yeah. to step up. No one. All right, you got Ratu potentially, right? But that's it. Samuel no one else. kind of fell off the fell off the wagon this year. Um, but you know what? Why not bring him up and play him the rest of the year? Grant Hutton uh, did a nice showing for himself. Why not play him? He's a left-handed defenseman. Believe me, he moves better than Zidane Ochara. Yeah, and we'll get you back to comments here because we got a lot of them. Doug R um, says, "Do we think we can hire Barry Bonds as a training coach and get, and, and have him bring the magic cream with him?" Hopefully, Drew L saying here, "Ha, huh, this team depresses me more than the bad teams we had in the 2000s and the 2010s for the most part." I think the reason it's so depressing right now is because we got a little bit of a taste, false. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, it's like you, you put something in your mouth. And you, the initial, when it hits your tongue, taste is fantastic. And then it changes and it's soured right in your mouth as quickly as it tasted fantastic. We were not as good as, you know, the prior performance actually indicated, as weird as that may sound. Um, Angel N saying, the fairy dust that Trotz has sprinkled and blown away in the, <laughs> has blown away in the bomb cyclone. Uh, the favorites true. to win this cup this year. What a joke, LOL. Alexander said, uh, I've been an Islanders fan. Uh, since I was in diapers, and I've never seen a more abysmal effort than what I saw tonight. Yep, Eddie's saying here, if I invited, if I if I was invited in UBS Arena and invested. had hockey brains, well, Crumpy, if I invested in UBS Arena, oh, if I invested in UBS Arena and I had any hockey brains, I'd tell Trots to hit the MF and Road Jack. Um, yep, 
love how he pretends to be reading something when he sucks <laughs> and he hates Wallstrom. Uh, Barry's a liar. Wallstrom has never been has never been on a six on five. I hated those well, predictions. In his Talk defense, in Barry's defense, we're usually not close enough at the game to have a six on five situation. Eddie's saying here, do we want who? I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Oh man. Ariel saying, I want trots to go on a team that is extremely offensive uh, and, uh, and see how drastic their goals from their goals for stat changes. That happened in Washington. Yep. Their goals went down. Like I said, he's a good regular season coach, but not a good playoff coach. Just isn't Brian P saying, how dare Andrew Gross ask Barry a tough question. And don't you know, Lou will fire you. LOL. Yeah, and that, Grumpy, Grumpy, you made a comment about how Barry got a little defensive pretty quick on that, didn't you? Yeah, he's got, you know, it's funny because when you get older, your skin gets kind of thin. And I don't know how, Bar you know, the listen to Barry, he must be like 850 years old because, man, that wasn't even that tough a question, but his skin was really thin on that one. Who are you to ask me a tough question like that? What's wrong with you? I'm Barry Trotz. You don't have a Stanley Cup. Mm. I want a Stanley Cup with Washington. What have you ever won? Oh, Jesus. Alexander says, we probably have 13 6-on-5 units, but Darren Z is bringing up a good point. He says, when you're always down by multiple goals, you probably need five different 6-on-5 units. That's true. He's on one of them. No credit. Yeah, no credit given. That's what blew me away. Joe F. there saying, I think Trotz may have lost a room. I, I'm kind of agreeing with you here. Please, God, fire this guy. Well, he's not going to be fired, unfortunately. Here's the issue. They're going to start to see people making the argument of, oh, well, we can just bring back the same cast and crew. Let's sign back Zach Parise because he has looked good this year, right? They'll sign back Zach Parise. Oh, if we don't trade Cal Clutterbuck, he's looked good this year. We should extend him. I mean, the only things maybe we need to change is maybe just Zidane Char, right? We could probably bring back Andy Green. Maybe Zidane Char is the only guy we need to lose, and we'll be right back in the Eastern Conference Finals, right back to a Stanley Cup. And for people to think that with our team, we're one of the oldest teams in the NHL. Even if you lose Char, we're still an old team. The, the top six is old. Our top four defensemen aren't getting any younger. And you think to yourself, yeah, we do need to change the structure up a bit. We need a shake-up. This team isn't making the playoffs for the next four years. Really? No shot. Until you start getting guys off the team and bringing in higher quality players, it's just going to get worse. That's why I've been, I said it from the beginning. When Trotz and Lamarillo came here, I said right away, I'm like, blow it up, start a full rebuild right now. The fans would have bought into it because they had cachet with Trotz and Lamarillo. Right now, if they had done that, we'd be right now ramping up into greatness going forward. But they didn't. They wanted to ride the old guys till the dirt. Until we cover up with dirt, well, here it is. The truck is here. They're dumping the dirt in the hole. You got nothing left to backfill it with. You're Gosh. in trouble. Ariel, she said, the players are toast and they're over Barry. He most definitely has lost a room, and I don't blame the players for checking out, uh, checking out his, you know, checking out of his shit show. Pat H saying, I have a sense that Trance and Wallstrom do not see eye to eye. Something happened behind the scenes. Maybe Wallstrom mouthed off in practice or something. David S. saying here, um, if it uh, if I was either Wallstrom or Bellows, I'd be calling up my agent demanding a trade right now. And until I'm traded, I'm just not going to show up to the games. Well, that's, that's a, a, you would get kicked. You would get your ass blackballed out of the league and nobody. Yeah, that's <laughs> not happening. I about to say, you could do that in the NFL. You could do that in certain leagues. You cannot do that in the NHL. Think about the younger players we've given up on the last couple of years. Right. Think about if we kept Devontae's 
a younger player with upside over Nicoletti. Like we were all preaching on this podcast. We got a lot. We got a lot to go through, Grumpy. I don't need you to go down the Devontae's rabbit hole because it's oh so easy. Okay. We, we we got a lot of comments to go through, okay. right? I'm just saying. And I don't. We uh, Devon Taves always takes us what five, ten plus minutes. I'll let you do it. I'll give you a, a two minute Devon Taves rank. Go ahead. No, no. I'm just I'm just saying. But just think about the young guys. Josh Hosang never given a shot. Josh Hosang is. Okay. But okay. But here's the thing. You don't know what players can be if you never give them a shot. Golashev. Well, why didn't he? Why didn't you play him, Barry? Well, he hasn't proved anything in NHL level. Well, shit, Barry. He's on your team. I mean, how can you even say that? Do you think people don't realize that he's only been in your organization? You never gave him a shot. These are young guys who had a shot to contribute offensively, and we just let them all go. And then, uh, yeah, Angela N saying, yeah, made a joke out of this team. Matthew S saying, Barry needs to really look himself in the mirror. I do agree with that. Eddie saying, I don't really understand your question, BS. Ariel C said, I would love to ask Capitals fans, um, if they were asking for Barry's head before they won the cup. Yes, they listen. were. Yes, they were. They were asking for Barry's head. And then once he won the cup, they've got a much more rosy picture of him. They say, oh, no, we love Barry. He left on a good term. He won a cup. He won the Stanley we, Cup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we might bring on some some old Washington Cap people who cover the Washington Capitals to kind of discuss that too. But I'm going to tell you, they're going to be much more flowery about Barry Trotz because I think they saw Todd Reardon. <laughs> And, and his and his issues, so they're going to be a little bit more flowery, I think, than we are. Well, but now, do you think there was an issue? Do you think that Wallstrom and Trotz had a little bit of an issue? Do you think they got in a little fight behind the behind the, the scenes, Grumpy? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I just think Barry treats the younger players like garbage. He did the same thing with Barzell. He's done it with Bellows. You don't see him treat the older players like that ever. He <laughs> likes old guys. He doesn't like the young guys. Period. It's just that. It's just that plain and simple. Alexander saying, just turn the top of UBS Arena into a big top because this whole thing is a freaking circus. Shooter Ooh. Puck Hockey says here, who else has a bad feeling and will have the same roster next year with the same old shitty trot system? That's what I'm worried about. Expect the same results if that happens. People are going to expect different results, though, and that's the issue. And people are going to be led to believe by the cartel media of different results. If we have the same cast and crew with the same system and a similar team next year, we will struggle even more than this year. John P. said Barry's losing it. Alexander saying, welcome the Islanders hockey, a.k.a. Cirque du Soleil. Gustav Farley there says, time to retool the Islanders hockey club for a change. John P. saying, uh, would, Lou actually, uh, would Lou actually at some point fire Barry and appoint Lane Lambert as an interim. No. David S. They're saying no changes will happen. Lou is a stubborn idiot. Matthew S. Saying Barry knew uh, what, what he was saying and doing and how he responded um, is how I would respond if I was in denial or defiant. He's defiant. Joe H. Oh, Joe H. used to call us an idiot for thinking the Islanders are struggling and the Islanders are not playing good, Joe. It is funny to see. Yeah, yeah, Joe did. He says, maybe shift some of the blame on Lou. He signed these guys to long-term deals. Yeah, he blame belongs to Lou, but guess what? Lou and Barry, as we said before, are They're like lockstep. Absolutely. They, you've never heard any issues before with Lou and Barry. I mean, when you look at it, right, he plays all the vets. He wants to play Char. He wants to play Andy. He wants to play all the veterans out there on the ice. Simple as that. And Lou signed the veterans he wanted to play. I remember when Lee, Nelson, and Eberly were all up for those, those contract renewals, and I said, let them all go. The only guy I thought we should potentially keep was Eberly because he works so well with Barzell. You see what happens when you sign guys who are just guys. They're just jags to long-term deals. 
you get what you get in the long run. Yep. Angela in there saying this guy puts no thought into the lineup at all. No, I think he just I says totally right. disagree with that. He knows exactly the lineup he wanted out there. He maneuvered Bellows out of the lineup. He dumped on Wallstrom to drop him down in the lineup, and he got Palmieri right back in. That's what he wanted to do, and he did it. Okay. Rich A here saying uh, Trotz is moving and shaking healthy scratch Wallstrom before next game. Yeah, he'll be the issue. He'll be the scapegoat. Oh, yeah, Wallstrom didn't play well. He made a few bench shifts here or there. Maybe he could, if he could bench Matt Barzal, Matt Barzal would be benched for next game. And here's the thing. Honestly, he should be. He played like shit. I'd have no problem if they bench Matt Barzal next game. But, but here's the, whole the thing. thing is, I wish they would do it for all the players who perform like shit. Well, here's the thing. We don't have enough players in the organization to fill up for the guys who play like shit on the big team. Uh, Joe F. They're saying, Lou, you old field, do fool, do not trade our first round pick. I see Joe is coming around to my way of thinking now. Also, he's always been there. Um, oh, yeah. Frank, hey, yes, he is. Frank, hey, uh, lied about Palmieri, possibly not cracking the lineup when he returned. Go away, Barry F. You remember he said that? Oh yeah, yeah. Kyle Palmieri's spot's not guaranteed, but what did he do? He put Kiefer Bellows on a wing that he's never freaking played before for three of his last four games, and he said, oh, well, Kiefer Bellows isn't performing well. Let's just move him out because you played him on his off wing. It be, You know what? It's almost as egregious as saying Kiefer Bellows plays center. <laughs> he never played center before in your career. Play defense. Play, play lockdown defense. Play goalie. You're going to be defense partner with, with Zidane Chara. Cover for him. Oh, man. Just saying. Uh, you couldn't have used the jock strap in the puck for Bailey. Um, what a legend there. Pat H. They're saying uh, they need to donate the third jerseys to the kids in Africa. Uh, they do not. Uh, they uh, like uh, they will do with all the merchandise for teams that lose in the championship. Horrible jerseys. They are Josh Bailey looks like he is. He's rowing, not even trying to lift up the stick. Nick D says, TJ, I sent you another clip. It's the same video with Barry uh, talking in the background saying how good Bailey oh, is. Please. That one I have to hear. Oh, oh no! I didn't, uh, that was the one that he had sent us. No, I didn't want. I was like, "We'll listen to that another time." System change your underwear, grumpy old man. Do the five. I don't know what that means. Uh, even drive for five is now speculating that Barry's extremely hard on Bell. Th the fact that it took them this long to notice just shows that how they don't pay attention. Made. Or no, it's because they just they blindly follow. It's not that they don't pay attention. It's because they're so in the Barry and Lou camp because they were successful for a short time period that they could do no wrong. And it takes a real shake of the tree for them to notice. Well, hold on a second. Maybe this tree isn't the strongest oak tree in the park. I think it's the fact that they're little furry creatures with long whiskers and they lick boots. Grumpy, you're going to start reading the comments there. We're going to go room quick, room quick, Grumpy. Go, Matthew S. Oh, why don't you just yell at me, okay? Quick, 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 quick. Grump is good reading them. In other words, you're not. Drew, I'm a legend in my own mind. That's me. I say that too. Atu Ratu is staying overseas until Barry hits the road. No. Okay, you're going to have to hold a little bit closer, quicker than that. No, he did rip him, which he did. There you go. He did, TJ. He ripped Wallstrom after the Ottawa game as well. He said he wasn't grinding enough. He said he knows Wallstrom's a good player, but he doesn't like to do some of the things he did tonight. The Islanders signed Pat Verbeek to a PTO. They He has two six-on-five units. He did rip him again. Uh, if someone sends me the rip, I'll make sure I show it on the But box. he most certainly did rip on Wiley again. Somebody send us that, please. Please, somebody send it. Yeah, did, that was Drew L. I got That no, wasn't the right one. It was the one from Minnesota. Thank the season for the draft. They're not going to do that. Trotz looks like an angry egg. That's exactly what it looks like. If you put, you know, like those cartoons, like 
You got the guy, woo, he's all pissed off, and they crack an egg, put it on his head, and it cooks. That's what Barry was like today. <laughs> LOL. If we were supposed to tank, the Islands would find a way to fire off 10 minutes in a row, 10 wins in a row, uh, something, and something in March, what they've done in the past. That's how it works with us, 100% accurate. Yeah, we'll, we'll be penciled in for, hey, we're going to have the seventh overall selection. Oh, hold on a second. We will go seven. We win seven. We go 7 0 and 2 in our last nine, and then we'll be sitting at 14. Think about it because we're not making the playoffs. You have to think we have to draft a skilled offensive player first round, right? Yes, offensive player. Absolutely. No defense. I'm sorry, I'm not looking at defense. Our defense, we have best player available. Best player available. You got to go offense. Um, best player available. I have nothing else to say except you're both 100% right. I love that baby. The baby knows. <laughs> I wish I knew the baby's name. The thing is, if the Islanders want to just tank, leave the same slow old pieces of crap in the lineup. Well, there you go. You might be on to something there, Brian. Yep. I'm tr- Louis C. says, I'm truly sick of that no next stubborn mule of a coach killer, our a coach killing our youth. He'll be long gone and we'll be in the black hole of hell until we groom the youth. I, I think the same way. He's exactly right. And that's why you need to start it now. Don't wait two years. It'll just be even more painful for Islander fans. And then you're going to lose Barzell. You're going to lose everybody. Eddie says, a coach is like a farmer. You protect the tender seeds with great promise and protect the tougher plants. Mm, I like that. Frank Corvino says he is movable. Maybe Pajot, Bo, not getting, not going to get much. Varley, nobody wants him. This is, this is no one stupid enough. Parisi and Clutterbuck probably movable. Did two? They are signed. Yeah, past year. Don't worry about it. Yeah, get rid of all of them. Um, TJ, this is from Mario. TJ, it's mental gymnastics to say the Islanders are a better team than the Kraken. When they only have to play them one game and they're 0 1 against them. Yeah, I think over a long haul, we're a better team, though, than the Kraken. I do believe that. Post game meme show, Frank K. <laughs> they're saying, I'll give you, how about this, Grumpy? We'll alternate. So I'll give you a chance to get your breath go, and then you go rattle off a few in a row. Enjoy the next four to five years of being doormats. We're going to be awful. Um, no, but Simon Holmstrom's a savior, Grumpy. Grump needs to be the bench coach for the Islanders, like Don Zimmer to Joe Torrey. There you go. Trots won't play any of the young guys, even if they're ready. That's why I said, like, when you talk about stylistic changes, Trots is never going to integrate young guys, so that means he's not the answer. We are going to be trying to retool. He's not going to change his style of coaching after 25 years. He's not going to do it. I agree. He is what he is. Screw this. Let's get Ziggy P. Uh, don't get a chance to see the game. I did get a chance to see the game tonight. Bailey was a beast, right? Yeah, he was fantastic. He scored seven goals. Uh, rebuild is the only answer, but not with this dinosaur general manager. I was about to say, if you're going to rebuild, the, the, you got to change everything. They should be looking right now to Ottawa, to Detroit, to any of the uh, Carolina, uh, Tampa Bay. Any of these young teams where they have maybe a player personnel director, bring them in as assistant GM to learn under Lou so that they'll be ready to transition when he's done. That's what they should do right now today. Did you say Ottawa? Yeah, Tampa Bay. Okay, gotcha. I was like, okay, I don't mind Detroit, but I fired Ottawa at first. I'm like, what? Uh, Oh, Ottawa's able to draft good players. They just can't keep them. I'm not so sure about that. Frank C said, who is, oh, no, that was a comment again. Um, I think Lou is past his prime and needs to go along with trots. Uh, 
Uh, if you talk rebuild, let me know which clueless uh, NHL general manager you're taking or is taking our old and slow overpaid veterans. Until you answer that question, stop with this nonsense of getting rid of them. Well, Grumpy says you're bringing some guy who's willing to take a big pay raise that's unproven. You say, here you go, learn under Lou. And you groom him for the job as Lou's got one year left. Then you let Lou walk when he's done. And then you've got, you make him essentially the shell, right? Just like they did in Toronto. You make what him, he, a, and, they, and they groom DeBoss. What he's saying is, if you want to talk rebuild, let us know which clueless NHL GM is going to take some of our geezers off the team. You can make it work. You maybe won't get much for them, or you might have to pay a little to get rid of them. Anything to get them out of your organization and give the younger guys a chance. There still has there's there's value in certain players on this team. Maybe guys you don't want to trade, but Brock Nelson has value. Anthony Bavillier has value. Uh, Anders Lee has value to the right team. To the right team. It's got to be the right situation. I'm just done. The grumpy. That never. Varlamov has value. Varley does have Scott value. Mayfield has value. Those Scott are guys Mayfield's that you got can a lot move. of value. And it's going to make your team worse and it's going to hurt, but it can accelerate the rebuild by getting That's draft true. picks. That's true. That's what you need to do. Lose out of touch. Trade, trade the guys who have value and rebuild your team. You're going to have to keep some of the vets anyway. It's going to be what it's going to be. Think about this, right? Everybody thought when John Tavares left, the team was going to collapse. It was going to be miserable. We're going to go into a massive downturn. Um, you'd be shocked that sometimes some of the players you have within your organization can fill the role or play a competent level but have never been given the chance. Therefore, you don't know if they can do so. Um, Frank Hayes said, lose out of touch big time. Eddie's saying here, I have faith in the market. And that uh, and that an investor projects a risky investment. Islanders UBS at all costs. He protects his investment at all costs. I just hope that uh, in this case, the investors understand um, what it takes for our team to win. I think they yeah. do. It just we just need to change. It's it's just simple as that. Rich A said Lee Nelson Bailey would be an eighteen million dollar third line. Yep, playoff bound team that needs depth is our only hope to trade team right. players to. Exactly. The Kraken has freaking nine has nineteen freaking goals. McCann Jeremy and he's a guy. He's a guy who never really got a shot in Florida or in Pittsburgh, right? Because he's got other guys ahead of him. All of a sudden he plays on it. And here's the thing. Bad guys, bad teams need guys who can score. But here's the thing. You're, he's given a chance on an expansion team, and you show the talent, which caused him to dra be drafted 10th in the draft. Think about Jonathan Marshall. Same exact thing. There's a yep. lot of players like that who don't necessarily perform if they're, you know, if the top, top six talent cannot perform at their level if they're playing bottom six roles. That's right. Oliver Wallstrom, name the list of players, a myriad of other players, Kiefer Bellow. It doesn't Bellows. matter. Name them all the way down the list. If you're if you're top six talent, you play bottom six minutes, you will never be able to perform up to your top potential. Simple as that. It's like, it's again, Barry trying to jam that square peg into the round hole. I don't disagree, Grumpy. Lou got uh, GM of the year based on reputation, not brilliance. Of course, both years. Um, Grumpy is right, says Angelo. Um, Double says here, bring in the Islanders alumni and strap up the skates to their wheelchairs here. Bring up Cole Bardreau, 16 points, and Tom Kunlock are 13 points down in Bridgeport. Even put uh, Wallstrom after he scored that breakaway last game. Why sit Ross after how he played? He's better than Matt Martin. Yeah. Why did they resign Casey Zizekas to a six-year deal again? You see, those are the type of idiotic moves that that kill you in the long run. We couldn't we couldn't live without Casey Zizekas. We see Austin Zarnak plays he plays extremely well, but guess what? We don't have a spot, and we won't have a spot because we locked our fourth line center in for six freaking years at the age of thirty years old, which what? essentially makes him untradeable. 
You make yeah, exactly. You cannot move them. And what are you going to do? Just eat the eat the bullet. Hey, we're going to release you. We're going to eat the bullet over the Richard next panic years. Like I said, I'm willing to trade Anders Lee and eat salary to get him off the team. Mm. Barry said tonight uh, he's going to change up the lineup. Yeah, I saw that. There's no way in hell. Which means he, which means that probably Barzal is benched because he took a penalty and had a few bad turn. Or he had a few turnovers. That'll be perfect every game, Barry. You got to be perfect. He was bad today, though. He, he was, was he was really bad today. But wouldn't that be Barry? Barzell gets benched and he lets all the other the whole team, which is a bunch of passengers, get a pass. More than half the roster has to go. I'm going to make a prediction. If Barry benches Matt Barzell, he never signs back with the Islanders. If Barry benches Matt Barzell, there needs to be chaos. I know it will be an away game, but there needs to be chaos. Um, Brian P said, I've said it for years. Lou is not a good general manager more. He was. He has. He's won nothing after the lockout. His cups were pre-lockout. Much different game then. There was no salary cap. He is just as much to blame as Barry. Yeah, he. I don't think Lou knows how to handle the salary cap, yeah. and that's why you need to have somebody who's really good at that. Or he goes and, all. He goes all in. Simple which, as that. He mortgages I mean, I off the future for temporary success. Yeah, well, I mean, the temporary success is over, guys. The draft is the lifeblood of the team. Lifeblood of the team. Luar there says nothing makes sense. Um, what this head coach and general manager are doing. Um, the Islanders are aren't ready to admit it. On a side note, Canada wins two nothing to top the uh, top of the group of Americans. Just busting your balls, guys. Ledecky and Malkin, after their huge investment, need to step in and have a serious talk with Loomberry. I agree. Delusional yep. is why uh, Trotz or is why uh, is why um, uh, Taze is gone. He gave uh, he gave a waste of a space. Komarov a horrendous deal. Uh, Barry uh, says, I'm pissed. Well, we're pissed off with you, Barry. Yeah. Um, you don't stress a you don't stress a precious seed while it's trying to sprout. You stress a hardy plant to make it tougher. Um, what is the role of a coach? Does he understand how to make his players flourish? Clearly not. No. He punishes the young guys and gives the veterans a free pass. We signed him to a ridiculous contract is what we did. We didn't have to trade for lad. Thank God. Said, oh. um, if we lose Barzi, it's just like we lost. What, that no, said, what do we trade lad for again? We gave up a second round pick to get rid of Andrew lad. Gotcha. I misread it. Thank you. Um, uh, we'll lose bars all just like we lost Tavares. I hope not. Yep. Nailed it there. Um, you Ownership has to have a talk with Barzell after because Barzell's the most important player on the team. If they see his play spiraling down, I guarantee you they're going to talk with him. And that's bad news for Barry Trotz. Mm. You're a player that can go. Why on earth would you stay here? So basically, TJ, you're saying uh, it's just play Lambert's style instead of Trotz's style. I think you would be more competitive that way. I, there needs to be a retool, bare minimum retool. I'm saying if you integrated a little bit more of the offensive style, I'm not saying you're going to be the cup competitor because we still don't have enough talent. You're going to be more competitive, though. For what? That's to miss the playoffs and get the ninth seed in the play and in the, in the conference every year? So what? Or get and get eighth and get blown out in the first round? You would see Matt Barzal's game jump. You would see Oliver Wallstrom's game jump. You would see Noah Dobson's game jump. You would see Kiefer Belt. You would see sir, you would see Anthony Bavillier's game jump. You would see the offensive-minded players game jump a bit instead of being stacked. They're they're freaking kept on a cap because of the system. You do realize that Lane Lambert's system is Barry Trotz's system, right? He just played the younger guys. I'm not saying and they it's more freedom with him. 
well, hey, man, <laughs> them having more of a comfortability may be all it We need somebody to produce. And right now they're not producing. We need somebody that can take a stand and say, hey, yeah, Andersley, you're not playing well. You're going to be benched. Yeah, Josh Bailey, you're not playing well. You're going to be benched. Yeah, Kyle Palmer, you're not playing well. You're going to be benched for two weeks. You know what? And we're going to give this guy a two-week time period. Yeah, maybe we'll give you a game after that, depending how you practice. If not, well, you're just going to be on the bench. It'll be a healthy scratch every single night. Yep. Best way send to send down to Bridgeport. Send them down to Bridgeport. Somebody wants to take you off waivers, go right ahead. Take them, buck them off waivers. I don't yep. care. Double says, I was in shock when they signed Kyle play like Mary. Only thing is Tavares was an unrestricted free agent. Matt Barzal is a restricted free agent. I want Steve Webb back. Andrew S shaking my head. Austin Zarnak has above average speed. Yeah. Too bad he never gets a chance now. to play. The Coyotes will take up more contracts and money. They reported that Lou should have them on the phone now. Uh, they have so many to choose from. They have what so many draft picks do. also. They have a load of draft picks. A load. Yep. That's the way you tank. Pat like H says, doing. build around Barzal, Wallstrom, Dobson, Pelic, and Pulak. Fill in the blanks, Lou. Pulak is a guy I'd move if the right price is right too. For certain, I'd move a guy like Pulak up in a heartbeat if the price is right. Uh, if this continues, um, you'll be looking at an empty arena at five dollar tickets. How embarrassing! What <laughs> would that be for owners for an owner's investment? Unless they uh, use it as a tax write off of them, uh, they need to step in and give a sense of direction. That's what, that Frank's a hundred percent on that though. That's what's going to get them involved when they're losing money hand over fist on a. Uh, with the money that they laid out for this arena, uh, you got they're not going to just, hey, 2,000 people showing up every night because we get beat five to nothing. They're, they're, they'll make changes then, have to. Mm. Got a comment here also, George P. saying, uh, $5 tickets are coming sooner than you think. I don't think we'll be seeing Ledecky and his crooked, <laughs> crooked crocker. What is that? Crooked crockery? Crooked crockery. <laughs> at the games if we keep this up oh yeah you won't be going yes yeah you won't be seeing him anymore cheering down everybody since a couple years they can't sustain a long stretch and have been a really good team that's really pathetic um it's going to take forever to do a total rebuild but we have no choice please bring up the youngsters from bridgeport we need to see what we have that's exactly right the fall see, who can, see who can be part of the solution going forward who can who can we build on with the young players? Old guys, we'll fill you in when we need you. You're not the future of this team. Hmm. Uh, Drew L saying the false taste is Lane Lambert once Barry uh, came back. The depression came back in full force. True. Um, Eddie saying, I agree with Grump. We don't have the talent. The issue is where will we find a talent? Young, old, young, if young. Trots will not be able to get us to the finish line. He's not a teacher, parent, farmer type. Yep. True. True. Um, uh, what about Barzal? Uh, his mistakes, the vets. Uh, Wallstrom has been way better than the rest. Wallstrom is still learning, too. I don't think that Lambert is the choice for us, for our coach. I think we have to go outside the organization. True. Um, He's going to go, where, and here's the thing. Barry will get another job, and Lane will go with him. I think Lane wants another, I, want, I think Lane wants to go branch off on his own. He's already applied. Remember, he he wanted the Anaheim Ducks job. Was it two years ago we interviewed for the position? I think he wants – maybe he's been assistant head coach for a long – he's been assistant coach for a long time. He probably wants his chance at the real deal. You want you want something fresh in the room. Yep. 
I agree. Uh, where is Lou? Why isn't he answering at this point? Uh, answering questions at this point? I'm surprised the team hasn't asked Martinick to come out of retirement. He's still better than anyone on this team, <laughs> even if he had a bad game. Seriously, uh, here's an email I sent Andrew Gross last evening. Um, I do not expect and have not have and have not yet expect a response hello mr gross um i've been a fan of the islanders since the inception in 1972 i was nine years old then i grew up 4.8 miles away from long island arena um and uh, i attended a couple ahl games long island ducks games and their final year of existence uh more to the point i have attended the islanders games in the old barn uh than i can remember i oh it, it listen to me for the most learned guy who listens to this podcast john I don't care about your history to gross. Just tell us what you were wondering. Now you got us on pins and needles. What you were wondering. Uh, Grumpy man is hundred percent right. They have to create a new culture. Um, expect a, a pretty big decrease in, in season ticket holders next year. You're hundred percent right on that. Good night, men. Uh, great podcast as usual. Thanks there, Nick D. Uh, by the way, uh, make sure you guys are tuned in for tomorrow's podcast. That's going to be a wild podcast. I'm telling you right now. Yes, it for certain will. And some of you might be wondering what podcast you're talking about. TJ and the grumpy old man. Uh, we're talking about the TJ and the grumpy old man podcast right there as a linked and featured podcast on our YouTube page right here. You can find it. We go live tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Thursday, nine o'clock every Sunday, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you subscribe and don't miss out on any of the action. Um, uh, we got here um, B40. They're saying window is closed for this group. Uh, need goal scorers. System works for playoff teams. I, I think the system can keep games close. Yeah. But, talent, uh, talent wins games. Mm. Talent wins games. Period. Mm. Yeah. I'm not uh, saying a less talented team can't win a Stanley Cup, but look at the teams that win. They all have talented players on it. Change the name, the identity line to the early bird special. Bingo. Um, we're done this year. We suck and it's embarrassing. Andrew Gross, Barry Trotz is pissed off. Then change the lineup up, you jackass. Let the kids play. Grump is right. No wonder the Caps didn't want to back. The only his only cup is from an his only cup is against an expansion team. I only deal in facts here. Brian B said, sad thing about all this is that Lou Trotz are laughing at all of us. Bailey, Lee, Palmieri, Martin, Casey, and uh, we'll all be back. Kyle Clutterbuck will get re-signed. It's all the ugly truth. Expect more losses. Do, do you, would you really be shocked if something like that were to happen? I would not be shocked. Have, has, has Lou shown that he's been creative enough to offload players? Look at other teams who are able to jettison. You have to be proactive, though. You can't wait, right? His, if we have time, we want to use it. No. You want to dump players, you got to get right. Arizona, they'd be on speed dial with me. I want I want to listen there. I would say I didn't like the start again, which you guys mentioned last time. Um, really quick before I play this. Thank you, Drew. This is the comments here from Ottawa's game, Grumpy Old Man. I'll pull this up on screen so you're able to see it. So we're finally able to hear the Ottawa post game, which I know you and I did not get to hear. Um, let's pull this here. But I, I, I like their fact, like, once it was one nothing, a game sort of ramped up. Um, I don't think they even had a, a really a shot or a chance for about 17 minutes there. I, I like the response. Number one, uh, I thought uh, uh, in the second period we we had things going. We were getting a lot of zone time, and then um, it sort of flipped on us with a little bit of a breakaway, which I thought was huge in that uh, in that game. 
with uh, Ilya coming up with a real big save. And actually, I think they they had three chances that for me in the second period, and they were all three pretty good looks, and he 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 came up big. Um, I like the the response for our power play at the end of the first period. That was I think it was pretty huge uh, for us. You know, you you're sort of always. Lately, we've been sort of digging ourselves out of a hole here. That got us to even ground after one. Um, and then uh, I just, I thought our, our. Oh, Drew, so close yet so far away. I was hoping it was, the, I was hoping it was the one we needed. Uh, Trotz needs to have his head examined. Bellows, Zarnak, Sallow, and Wallstrom at line one, two uh, is our future. Uh, sad shit show was probably the last Islander games jigs will True. ever fall. Holy True. shit. That's right. You know what I mean? That's something I never yeah. thought of. True. Oh, damn. Christ almighty. That is sad, grumpy. It is sad. Last game, Jigs McDonald's are going to call. He was great. Oh, my God. Great. For certain he was. For certain he was, Grumpy. It's sad. For certain it is. Um, and then, unless the young player becomes dominant, he's going to sit over the veteran. And even sure. if he is dominant, he's still going to sit. We can't, uh, Lou, or we can't. Lou has a deal with ownership to uh, have his son take over. Come on. You know he has made a deal to come here. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. Fredo will take down the family. Oh, man, Grumpy. That's just like uh, the Godfather, right? That's exactly right. Everyone knows who freaking Fredo is. Ledecky. You, I guess. Ledecky Fredo. Should, Ledecky should have shut the lights off in the place after the empty net goal tonight. No post game, no chats, pack, pack up, leave stuff with their cell phone lights. Yeah. Hit the uh, road. Mm -hmm. REC said, I believe it. I believe Ledecky wants a good product. Lou and Trotz are uh, alluring, but uh, Ledecky is not going to stick with this. You can't. The, mm. one, the one thing that makes them really good owners is that they let the hockey guys do their jobs, but they have to say, mm, you know what? We're not in the right direction. I don't, what I don't want to see is, yeah, we're going to, let's try it one more year. We had this, that, and the other thing. No, no, it's not going to work. Everyone's just going to be a year older and slower. It's all that's going to happen. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely grumpy old man. Um, and then we'll continue here. Uh, Mario says, the problem is how can you trust a general manager that gave away Taze for two for two second round picks is going to make the right trades or make the right selections with whatever picks he gets in return? Do you forget the general manager selected Holmstrom at the 23rd overall pick? Yeah, well, that's because that's the type of two-way player as opposed to just a skill guy that Barry wants. Look at all of our draft picks. Two-way players, two-way players, grinders, muckers. That's what they are. Ratu was just so much, had so much talent, they were forced to take him in the second round. Hmm. Oh, man, don't get me depressed here, Grumpy. Uh, Grumps, I'm sure you said, uh, you said this in the past, uh, that you wanted Ted Nolan to be coach. Uh, but would he be any different? Because Nolan doesn't like to play the youth either. He played the young players in Buffalo. We had no talent here when he was coacher. I like Ted Nolan as coach. Absolutely. Now, talk about a guy getting blackballed. Ted Nolan. Absolutely. Got blackballed out of the league. He had some issues, but still should have got another job. If Barzi is benched, he won't resign unless Barry's gone. I say we change. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I, I thought we changed. Let's go, Brandon, to the let's go, Barry. Okay. Let's go, Barry. Um, Grumpy Man, Lou traded away uh, one of the second-round picks he got for for Taves to Arizona in the lad deal. Yeah. Um, 
You can't even give away free tickets, says Ed. They're so boring. You can watch a team that <laughs> that is uh, boring. And uh, yeah, and, and they went. Yeah. TJ must have had the same English teacher as little Carmine. Oh, shit. I don't know who that is from the Sopranos. Yeah, little Carmine. Yeah. I assume that gotta watch the show. Gotta watch the I, assume, show. I assume that English teacher was very they're very verbose and he was very articulate, Drew, because I know it must have been a compliment you just paid me about little Carmine. I've never seen the show, but I will assume it's a compliment. You've never seen any of the Sopranos? No. Holy shit. Just go to the next comment. If today wasn't even more of a failure, look what just happened. I just said I haven't seen this premise. So boring. This team um, is with the most exciting player in the league, forced to play and with handcuffs on. No. Oh man, Grumpy. I think now I and Drew Drew maybe redeemed himself. I think we now have the clip where he talks about Walter. back there that you know he can even when there's not a lane he can will a puck out. Uh, um, he can get plays stopped. He can he can nullify a lot of uh, uh, a lot of stuff that can happen in the offensive zone because he's a big strong man. Kevin Kerr's the athletic. Barry, how encouraged to see Oliver get on the scoreboard again for the second straight game? And really that third line, I thought, seemed to be your engine tonight, for lack of a better term. Yeah, no, they were good. Um, I, I think, you know, it's natural that uh, uh, I think really uh, Pager's been really solid in the middle. He, uh, you know, and then Zach is, is his feet are always moving, and Wally Wally is he's got the touch. I mean, he's a, he's more of a goal scorer. Uh, okay. Some things in this, this game I didn't like today. Just you know, there's times and he doesn't feel uh, pressure around him, especially when you got to manage the puck sometimes. Um, but but he's a goal scorer, and and you think about uh, uh, the goal scorers in the league. The puck seems to find them. You know, he he went to the net hard. I liked his his offensive game. In terms of going to the hard areas, that that type of thing, and shooting the puck, and and all that, uh, some of the stuff through the neutral zone, just is feeling a little bit of of pressure, and some of the the leverage stuff. He sometimes exposes the puck when he doesn't need to. Um, but I thought that line was really good tonight. Uh, they've been good for a while, um, but that's that's the growth with Wally. I think he's playing with two excellent veterans that he can continue to learn off of and and continue. I didn't dislike that statement he made about Wallstrom. I thought that was, again, I don't think he ripped Wallstrom. He's a goal scorer, Barry. Yeah. His job is to score goals. It's not to play grinder. He is a goal scorer. And here's here's the thing. Like when he talks about, hey, he sometimes loses the puck in neutral. Yeah, he does that. There's a lot of a lot of mistakes players make across the, across the team. It's like he's the only one making mistakes out there. I think Wallstrom, right? He mentions and he acknowledges, right? He's a goal scorer. Yeah, I just wish you would utilize him in a goal scoring role. This is the way he criticizes. Well, Pager's been good. You know, Zach, his feet are always moving. And Wallstrom, yeah, he's a goal scorer, but then he does this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. When's the last time he ever did a laundry list of things that veterans don't do it's well? Like, you know what it reminded me of, Grumpy? And this is a little personal story. I don't tell personal stories all that often. I once had an, as an all, I used to play offensive line, had an article written in the paper, local paper about in college when I played. Oh, hey, they, they featured me on an article. And the head coach of our team, him and I didn't get along very well. I was very bombastic. He was bombastic. We didn't get along very well. Um, long story short, <laughs> in the article they wrote about me, um, and they had our position coach talk very glowingly about me, and then they asked uh, my head coach to speak about my play of the season. And they said, um, well, he had a holding call against XYZ team, and you know, other than that, he's been okay. 
<laughs> he's been solid. I'm like, it's like saying, oh, yeah, he played solid, but he had himself a holding call. The first first penalty he committed all season long. And you think to yourself, I'm like, yeah, they're writing an article about me, how I've played well this year. They don't need to hear, oh, he had a holding call, but he's been okay. He's been pretty solid. And it's just like, yeah, they should, you know, if you're going to compliment, don't give these two-handed compliments. Uh, but, you know, it's whatever. He always does that. He always does that and always drives me nuts. What's his name, Barry Trotz? His name, I actually did. Yeah, Barry Tross was my coach. Um, frankly, the Islanders are getting what they deserve. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Keeping the, politi- keep the politics out of it. We're <laughs> so, and I don't want to hear about the vaccine and all that I other stuff. I didn't even see what he said. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, um, uh, we do not have enough talent. That is true. If you keep going uh, on to the second part of the on my email, I called Gross out. I understand that you're on a time restriction, but I asked some legitimate questions. No, I... John P, it doesn't pop up for us. If you send it, send it to our email so I can read it. So it only if you you make a long comment, it does not show. There's only so many characters. Characters. Send it to the email address. Give me one second. I'll pull it up on screen so you could see it. I want to read it. Drill said uh, it's on MSG. Yeah, got it. Thank you. Thank you for that, Drill. Coming in through the clutch, um, John. If you send it to this email address, islandersfansunited at gmail.com. This email address right here. I sh- Hold on. Let me show it to you, actually. Islanders fans United. Yeah. Islanders fans United at Gmail. That's our email address. Our oops, that, it went away there. I'll leave it still up. Islander fans United. That's if you send that to me, I'll actually be able to read the whole thing. Um, but unfortunately, it gives me a character restriction. Um, uh, Arizona ate up, uh, ate up some of Laz contract too. Don't forget that. Yeah, for certain they did. Um, I never watched the Sopranos either. I don't, uh, need to watch everything that involves the mafia. Grumpy. It's a good show. Don't need to, um, kills him to give Wallstrom a compliment. Um, they need a goal score. We do. We absolutely do. Um, he says that Wallstrom's a goal scorer. Like he, like yeah. He, well, you know, he's a goal scorer. What the hell? The goal scorer is Crow. Oh, he doesn't score goals. Ovechkin, he was a goal scorer. Hey, he's just a goal scorer. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, there. he turns the puck over. I don't care that he scored sixty goals last year. We're gonna stop that. Jesus, man. Uh, Boston has a pretty tough schedule for February. There's Our tough there. schedule just comes up in April, unfortunately. Yeah, the last twelve games of the year. We're going to win maybe two, maybe, if we're lucky, two. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Michael T. saying, uh, Grump, uh, when I first started listening to you, I thought you were a little bit overly negative, but I have to say you're spot on. You're the man. Thank you, Michael. I only speak the truth. Sometimes Here's the thing. A lot of people don't like to hear the truth, and that's okay. That's okay. Believe me, if we were good, you'd hear me saying how good we were. Um, good point, Grumpy. He builds up the geriatric players and kills the young guys. That's just what he does. And Drewell, thank you for sending that clip to us. Thank you. Um, make Butchie head coach and he can replace. Oh, God, please. No, no, we do not need that. No, sorry. Butch's days have passed and by as a coach. Oh, man. I couldn't imagine anything worse. Butch Goring is a head coach. He's a nice guy. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Very nice. Super. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I could. I couldn't imagine that grumpy. Um, He's in his seventies. He's in his seventies. I know. Well, hey, (laughs) you got a seventy-seven-year-old general manager. I mean, he wasn't a he wasn't good head coach when he was. I mean, like, how you got to remind me how were the days under Butch? I know the team was rebuilding at that. They were really bad. The teams. The team was terrible. 
So they hired Butch Goring because he was a legend. He was coach of Boston too. Um, you know, he's coached around. I mean, was he the greatest? Was he Al Arbor or Scotty Bowman? No. But, you know, he didn't have a whole lot to work with with the Islanders. Man. Uh, Boston. Sorry. I had, I'm trying to pull up uh, John's comment to see if I can get it. Um, where is the accountability? Trotz only holds the kids accountable. True. True. He's always been like that. Kids can do nothing right. The veterans can do nothing wrong. It's unfortunate. And if you listen to the telecast, you can tell when they're getting their walking orders from Barry. Because a, a younger player makes a mistake, man, they're all over it with the replays. But you see veterans make the same mistakes. It's just blow by. Ah, you know, those things happen. Okay. I've, got, I've got the comment now from John. Thank you for your patience. He says, hello, Mr. Gross. I've been an Islanders fan since inception in 1972. I grew up 4.8 miles away uh, from the Long Island Arena, and I attended a couple of the AHL Long Island Ducks games in their final, years of final year of existence. More to the point, I've attended more Islander games at the old barn than I can remember. In any case, I was wondering why, why doesn't any member of the press covering the Islanders currently confront uh, Coach Trotz about his player personnel decisions? What I mean is his propensity to always play older, less offensive, productive, productive at times players versus giving younger, potentially more statistically um, more productive players more minutes. Coach also has been known to on an occasion benching those younger players for committing the same uh, for committing the same transgressions committed by many of the older players. Yet they have not received the same benching. Or playing minute reductions. Why? Coach Trotz's defensive system is proven to uh, proven, but his constant reliability on older players, despite their obvious decline in offensive production, and his, in my opinion, stifling of younger, more skilled players, included our go including our goaltending rotation decisions, have I as I believe uh, we need to let Sorokin be in our number one established goalies is so frustrating to me and many other like-minded Islander fans. I just want you to know, I just want, I just want, I would just like to know your opinion on the issues that I've raised. John P. John P. Written like a scholar. I'm telling you, man, he used transgressions. Transgressions. Look at this, John a couple P. of words. I'm like, yeah, those are good words. Show it's up. like when you're hitting, you're hitting somebody in response that did something at work, and you're hitting with an email. You go, oh, you're hitting them with it. You're hitting uh, with work email. Good. I like it, John P. Well worded. Like Beautiful, John. Beautiful. Like yep, absolutely. Uh, SB said, we're stuck with this roster for years to come. Freaking Lou made a rebuild impossible. Not impossible. Difficult, but not impossible. That's from Godfather Part 2. Oh, man. I'll have to look somebody, might, somebody might have to go kill Hyman Roth and have to sacrifice themselves, but it has to be done. Speaking about it, again, so some people may not have seen this. We'll just give them the same because there were a few good memes that were passed around during the show today, Grumpy. I think this is a good – let me remove it so we can actually see the meme. I think this is a good meme right here. comes at my expense, but I still think good nonetheless, Grumpy. Oh, man. Oh, man, Grumpy. I believe Ooh. that's when I was bumbling the water bottle because TJ – Oh, my God. True, Al. I got to lower that volume a lot, man. Holy shit. Uh, I know exactly what clip this comes from, too. Now, Grumpy, do you, you don't know anything about internet culture, I don't think. Internet There's, culture? Yes. No, no worries. No it worries. sounds like something I don't care about either. This is this is what happened. The Sonic the Hedgehog fans are like, re long story short, Sonic the Hedgehog fans do not like their lore and the video game mess with at all. And they're very, very upset if anybody 
if anybody messes with it. And now this, I'm going to lower the volume big time on. This is what apparently I'm like when I watch the game. I'm glad I'm like that kid needs to stop watching video games. He needs to stop playing video games. Playing them, watching them. He just needs to get off the television. Uh, Go outside and play, kid. Take a ball, bounce it off the side of the house. I don't care what you do. Get out, get some fresh air. You need help. Oh man, oh man. I love it. I love it, Grumpy. I love it. Um and then uh, I'm sorry. Um oh, where's the she I wasn't trying to get practical. Uh, oh, political TJ. I was just saying the little rule, though. Hence why Bodie Wild is in Europe. I know. I just don't want to bring up anything. I'm done with the vaccine. I'm done with. I don't want to talk about that type of stuff. Um, but uh, other, yeah, yeah. I don't need to shut down people. commenters there. Oh, we allow anybody really to comment anything. Want? I just don't like anything political. Um, but you're right. Tyler Bertuzzi is not vaccinated. He plays for the Red Wings. He just doesn't go to the Canadian games. I mean, all of our guys we, are vaccinated. We'll make a comment. We've made it. We've made it before then. We're vaccinated. We don't care if people are, shouldn't yeah. be telling people what they should and shouldn't do. Sure. Simple as that. We don't like to talk too much about it because again, the more you talk about it, the more you slip and slide in the quicksand. So we just try to avoid it. Um, if not trots, uh, who do we get besides Quinville? LOL. Grumpy still wants Quinville. I do want Quinville. I absolutely want Quinville. Mm. It's going to take a while, though. Don't expect it to change overnight. We're, we're just not talented enough with nothing in the minors. Butch wasn't, wasn't a bad coach. So relax, TJ. But uh, he was obvi- he's obviously too old. I thought yeah. Butch was a miserable coach and he was there. No, we were a miserable team. We had nobody on the team. Mm. That's true. Um, can we just laugh at the fact that Colorado's 18-game home streak uh, got snapped by the Arizona Coyotes? Hey, good for Arizona. John P. John P. said, just emailed you the entire one. Uh, Drew L. saying, John P. for president. I hope you didn't miss when we read it out there, John P., because we we did say it was fantastic. We oh, liked how it was worded from start to finish. Uh, transgression, propensity. I love it. I love it. Paulo C. says here, how does the trade look right now? Uh, like the Pajot trade, the Palmieri trade, and the Taves trade. Pajot was a C-, minus, Palmieri F-, minus, and... Taves was a Z. I about to say F minus minus. If 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 Paul that was the worst F-, one. F-, that was the worst one. Just gave him away because you're too lazy to jettison some veterans. So you cut a guy who was a restricted free agent for four point one million dollars. Please, when Johnny Boychuk was going on long term injury and his six million dollars, that is an easy fit. Stop re-signing old veteran players to long-term deals. Just stop it. Cut their asses loose. Fill them with fill them with other guys with all the junk that you have littering the Bridgeport roster. Uh, uh, Pat H saying, "Well, Andrew Gross called in the other night uh, with music blasting in the background while interviewing Matt Barsal and Anthony Vavillier. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, man." Oh goodness gracious! Juel saying, uh, "I'm gonna be oh. I'm gonna be filming my first video tomorrow. Wish me luck. Absolutely. Good luck, Absolutely. Drew. Good luck. Good luck, Drew. Absolutely, absolutely, Grumpy. Now let me ask you: We're here towards the end of today's podcast, Grump. Uh, miserable game, miserable loss to the Seattle Kraken. We do have, over. have a little while off, though. We have a little bit off time, off time. Yeah, we'll be we'll be back on Saturday. We'll be doing the TJ and the Grumpy Man Thursday. We'll have I Friday mean, off. Was that? I mean, for games. No yes, we have games. a little, we have a few days off for games. Thank goodness. 
Um, after that uninspiring performance, they need some time off. Um, yeah, maybe we do too. Uh, we've got the Thursday. We got the Thursday teaching the girl people, man. We're gonna take Friday off. We got Saturday and Sunday normal schedule. We'll get Monday and Tuesday off of next week, Grumpy. Holy crap! We get three days off next week. Look at that. Lucky me. Would you look at that, Grumpy? Uh, but what do you want to say before we wrap things up today, Grumpy? I just want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens, and even those who don't. From TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, we do this show for you. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you guys. We the the fact that we build a community and you guys send us the thing, it's like we almost are all on the same page with the with the thoughts that we've got. I love it. I love it when you guys send me stuff and when you say, "Hey, go ahead and listen to this." I can't believe. Oh, you I I know you won't believe what Trot just said or oh, look look what I wrote gross. I you know, I feel like uh, you know, again, we're part of the community and we're all just one big family that, you know, has the same ideology and thought process there for the islanders well not everybody not everybody but they're starting to come around to my way of thinking though it took a while there's a lot of people that have the same out there and again that you're not alone that we all think the same and there's a lot of like-minded individuals just like myself just like grumpy just like you just like john p just like just like the litany of everybody who comments in that we think the same thing and you know we just want the voice to be heard right and we you know sometimes it can feel like when you don't have an outlet it's like you're you're yelling in a dark room but uh, no, we we're an empty forest. My dad used to say shoveling shit against the tide. Oh, really? Yep, shovel just keeps on blowing back on you. <laughs> he was real old school. I think I'm old school. Oh, man, shoveling shit against the tide. But, um, yeah, we, we want to thank you guys always for tuning in. We're going to be bringing, again, more philosophical discussions here going forward as the season continues to slip. I think those are fun. Those will be fun. And it, again, it's to keep people engaged, it's to keep people thinking about items. Because guess what? We don't want the item, we don't want the show to go stale. We never do. Um, and as as the season continues to slip, we're going to offer a good product and we're going to continue to bring hopefully what you guys are interested in listening to. Um, but again, thank you guys always uh, for coming and listening and supporting myself and the grumpy old man. Uh, we really do appreciate the support. Or just two guys who love talking islanders and two guys who like talking sports with you guys. Um so thank you again always for tuning in and thank you grumpy old man my pleasure matthew is saying good show thank you and then yeah enjoy the olympics that's right we get the olympics we can watch some olympics grumpy winter olympics i love the winter olympics when do the olympics start friday really yeah the opening ceremony i think is the fourth or something what's today second man the days are running in we're already in february, and february 1st is going to be a holiday it's going to be Tom Brady Day from now on. Physically. Oh, the Olympics are now, Matthew S. says. Oh, okay. I thought it was another couple of days yet. Oh, man. But thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Grumpy Old Man. We'll be back Saturday um, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast tomorrow for TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thank you, Grumpy. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you real soon. Thank you again, as always, guys.